the moment everybody has been waiting for, right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's about that time. And today we, we are going to be talking about John 3.16. First and foremost, you guys already know the drill. I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High, Yahweh, and His begotten Son, Yahweh Shah, man. This is going to be a very good podcast. A very, 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 very good podcast. Because I always wanted to talk about this, right? And when I first did a breakdown on John 3.16, when I first did a did a breakdown on John 3.16, um, it was so long ago. It was so long. And I remember I wasn't fluent with the scriptures. I really didn't know too much in like with the Bible, such or whatever. And I knew a little bit, but I didn't know a lot. And I had to change up my breakdown when it came to John 3.16. So I had to change it up a little bit, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably a good breakdown what I'm about to do. So, enough being said, let's get this started. Let's get this started. I'm going to put my notes on the side real quick. I'm going to put my notes on the side real quick. And there we go. That is actually so much better. So as you guys can see, well, you guys can't see, but I got a new laptop, so it's more quieter. You know what I mean? It's more quieter and stuff like that. So let's get down to John 3, 16, man. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, right? <laughs> every Christian and everybody's favorite verse to go to when it comes to, um, how can I say it? When it comes to, um, you know, loving everybody. Uh, trying to fit everybody in the picture, etc. Yada yada yada. This is what a lot of people go to is John three sixteen, and John three sixteen is so, it's so basic, and it, it, and and I'm gonna be honest with you, and this is kind of sad, but people have used John three sixteen so much to the point where I don't even like the scripture anymore because people don't really understand John 3:16 but they take it of course like everybody tells the Hebrew Israelites how they take uh scriptures out of context so does Christians they automatically go to John 3:16 and they say well for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever uh believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life you know what i mean and then they just stop there right they don't really necessarily break it down. Them saying that uh, God loves the whole world, that's the breakdown right there. You know what I mean? That God loves everybody, and that's the whole breakdown, right? So I'm about to give you guys a breakdown of my own, okay? And what this is, is this is basically a breakdown of John 3.16, who is the world, Right. Because if you guys didn't listen to my other podcast that I made about John 316, I forgot the pastor's name, but he was a pastor. And he and he indicated that the world in John 316 means humanity. That's what he said, you know, what I mean, and there wasn't there was no. He didn't really say anything after that. 
or nothing like that. You know, it was just the world means humanity because God loves everybody, whatever the case may be. Right. So we're going to get started. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. Now, I said this many times. The one thing, the the one thing and the one problem that people have to understand is who is this world here? Right. A lot of people say that the world is talking about the universe, right? The universe of the world, etc., whatever the case may be. Here's the problem with that. Right. Here is the problem with that. If you go to the Blue Leather Bible or you go to any translation or any um, Bible app that has uh, the Bible concordance, which means that uh, you can look at these words in Hebrew and Greek. Of course, in Greek, this this word, uh, this word and uh, this word of world means cosmos. OK, means cosmos. Now, let's go to the Greek meaning of it, the the actual Bible usage. Right. It means uh, in harmonious. Uh, Agree, agreement, I believe, constitution, order, and government. Right? Oh, sorry, arrangement. My fault. So let, let me read read this all over. Uh, harmonious, a harmonious, I believe. Arrangement, constitution, order, government. That is the first Bible usage for cosmos. It's not the universe. It's not, you know, anything like that. Right. It can mean anything, though. The world can mean anything. And I'm going to explain. Let's go to. Let's go to John. John chapter 12, John chapter 12, verse 19, right? John chapter, John chapter 12, verse 19. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, proceed ye how ye prevail nothing, but the world is gone after him, right? So the Pharisees, and I forgot who, who they're talking to, but the Pharisees said to this human being or whoever that they're speaking to, I forgot, um, talking to somebody and they're saying that basically the world has gone off after Christ. Right. We all should know that the whole world didn't go after Christ, but the Israelites did. And I know what you guys are saying. You guys are probably like, well, Deontay, you're kind of wrong about that because, you know, uh, the Jews rejected Christ. Right. And here's why that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And actually, what verse is that real quick? And this is actually a huge cut on Christianity and their doctrine or not really their doctrine, but their way of thinking when it comes to this part. 
right? And we're going to go to where is it? Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So let's go to Acts 21 and 20, right? Acts 21 and 20 says, And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe. Right? So this is James telling Peter at this uh, in this context. Yeah, you're teaching, you know, the Jews, you're doing a great job, you know, about faith. That's great. But what about the law? You guys are very clueless of the law. Paul, you are teaching people about the law and they are zealous of the law. But you're doing a, a great job when it comes to faith. Now, this, this is my question to Christianity. This is, this is my question to Christianity. Christians that are listening right now. Christians teach that the Jews rejected Christ. And that's why that Christ went to the whole world. Because the Jews rejected him. In Acts 21 and 20, it says that thousands of Jews believed on Christ. But they didn't know the law. Christianity teaches, like I just said, the Jews rejected him. But in John, in, in John 12 and 19, the Pharisees said that, behold, the world is gone after him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? So what I'm trying to say is Christianity teaches that the Jews rejected Christ and then Christ came to the whole world because the Jews rejected Christ. But the Bible says otherwise. So what am I trying to get here? Right. So what am I trying to explain? What I'm trying to say is. If Christianity teaches that God loves the world and then they leave it at that. But they teach you that the Jews rejected Christ. Doesn't that mean that the world wasn't always with Christ? Doesn't that mean that the world wasn't with Christ? Then? Doesn't that mean that John 12, 19, that's a contradiction? Doesn't that mean that? So we have to understand that the world in John 12 and 19 is not actually talking about the universe because not everybody was with Christ or not everybody was even going after Christ. Romans really didn't. The Grecians didn't. Didn't. The Elamites didn't. The Egyptians didn't. Not everybody was going after Christ. So this is what I'm just trying to say here. This world that you see in John 12 and 19 is not talking about every single body because not every single body went after Christ. But the Israelites did. 
We have to understand that not all of the Jews rejected Christ. I don't know why Christianity teaches that, but the, not all of the Jews rejected Christ. But some did. And I'm not saying that other nations didn't follow Christ. Some did, but not a whole lot. This is the reason why that when you see world here, it doesn't always mean universe doesn't always mean everybody. This is what I'm trying to say. And it's the same cause it's in Greek. It means cosmos, just like we read in John 316. <laughs> so come on now. This is not talking about the whole entire world. It's talking about the people that followed him. People that follow Christ that acted like or not not acted, but seemed like the whole world was following him. Basically, the Israelites were following Christ and it seemed like they were were a world because a lot of them were following him. Even though some wasn't a lot were. More than the other nations. John 17. John 17 and 9. John 17 and 9. And I believe this is red letter. Yep, it is red letter. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Let me read that again. I pray for them and I pray not for the world. What? Who does he pray for? He prays for them. Who are the them? The Israelites. You can read the context like that. You can read the context of that. Right? If Christ died for the whole world, wouldn't he pray for the whole world? Hmm. Clearly in this context, clearly not in this context, but if you read it, you can tell in this scripture it's actually just talking about the Israelites. I pray for them. I pray not for the for the world, but for them, which thou hast given me for they are thine. Verse 10 and all mine are thine. And thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Right? So, this don't make any type of sense. How is, because a lot of people believe that Christ is the most high God. Even though that's idolatry. I'm just going, going to be real with you. But... How is it that Christ is God? He's the he's the he's so-called the most high God, but he doesn't pray for the whole world that I thought he loved. Simple. Because Christ doesn't love the whole world. And yes, y'all might go crazy because I just said that, but it's true. God does not even the most high God. His son does not love everybody. 
That's just that's just obvious. Everybody should know that. Every theologian should know that, but they don't know that. I'm just just be real. Any any Christian theologian that has any type of sense and actually biblical studying that is not ludicrous would understand that Christ is not all loving, especially the most high God. So I don't know what to tell you about that one. Right. Acts 11. Acts 11 and 28. Acts 11 and 28. Acts 11 and 28. And there stood up one of them named uh, Agabus, I believe, Agabus, and sanctified by the spirit that there should be a great or yeah, a uh, there should be a great dearth. Now, what is a dearth? A dearth is a famine. Okay, throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of uh, Cluteus Caesar. Okay, now if you guys go to history, was there a famine during this time in the whole world? Search it up right now. Search it up right now, and don't be prideful and don't say yes, yes, there were without no without searching it up. There were no, there was no famine. There wasn't a famine ever in the global earth. AKA the world. There was no family famine. So what is this specifically talking about? This is talking about this was a famine during the time when uh, Cluteus Caesar was in rulership and the Roman Empire or sorry, yeah, the Roman Empire had the famine. They were the one that had the famine, not the whole entire world. You can search this up. This is a historical fact. There is nowhere in history to substantiate that the whole global uh, global earth at this time had a famine. So like I said before, world doesn't always mean the universe. Never means the universe. It, it hardly means the universe. That's why you have to understand that you cannot take the biblical scriptures uh, literal. You cannot do that. That's why you get stuck in traps. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Luke 2. Luke 2. This is kind of the same thing. Luke 2 and 1, right? Luke 2 and 1. And it came to pass that in those days in there went a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Question. When was the whole world tax during this time when uh, Caesar uh, Agutis, I believe, Agutis was in rulership? Can history substantiate that? Nope. But it, but 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 Deontay, it says that all the world should be taxed. Okay. 
says that the whole world should be taxed. Was the whole world taxed, though? No. But who were taxed? Rome was taxed. Not the world. Rome was taxed. Now, this is a great, this is a great, 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 great thing to go by. Verse two. Let's go to verse two. And this taxing was first made when uh, Cenarius, I believe that's his name, was governor of Syria. Verse three. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his city. So how does verse one mean that the whole world got taxed when basically the countries that Rome took over and that had control of, they were taxing the cities in 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 Rome. They controlled So how was the world globally taxed by the Romans? Even history can tell you that this has never happened, that they never taxed the whole world. Come on now. That's ridiculous. So my point is because. And I got a few more. I just got two more scriptures, but. My point is, is that people cannot people that take the word, uh, the word world in the Bible literal is ridiculous. If you want me to be completely honest, it is ridiculous to to take the word word literal, because if you do, you are going to get stuck. You are going to get confused. Why do I say that? Because. The world, uh, the word world does not always mean the universe, because, for instance, and I and I even said this before time. If I say, let's say, for instance, if I said. I ruled. uh, I ruled the sea world. Does that mean that I ruled the whole world? No, I ruled the sea world. The the world of this area, like for instance, like this world, like, okay, how can I make a better example for that? Okay. Let's say that I ruled, let's say the zoo, right? Let's say that I ruled the, the, uh, zoo and I'm in the zoo and I take over. I feel like I'm on top of the world because I took over the zoo. Am I literally on top of the world or am I just on top? Of the company of the zoo that I'm at. Come on now. This is how people think. People think like this. People think just because you say that I have full control of the zoo. Then I'm on top of the world. (laughs) People literally believe you are on top of the world just because you you said that. That's how they take John 3, 16. For God so loved the world when we all should know, even in the New Testament and the Old Testament, that God was not all loving. Especially the whole world. And that's why that God said not to trust anything in or not to love anything in the world, because if you do, you are enmity with him. 
If you want to live, if you want to listen to that podcast, that is on my platform. That God does not love the world. Simple, easy. So if you get the and and actually speaking of this, you know what I mean. Let's do this, right? I think it's John fifteen. I think it's John fifteen. I'm not. Sure. I think it's John fifteen. Is it John fifteen? Uh, no, it's John fourteen. I think it's John fourteen and fifteen. Now nah, that's the commandments. Uh, One second. Okay. Um, love not the world. Let's see. Mm, I was almost there. John fifteen and nineteen. If ye were of the world, the world would, would, uh, sorry. If ye were of the world, the world would love you, would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Now, is this talking about, is this talking about he's for the world like you should love the world that he made that he created because I believe this is also red leather let me see let me see right quick if this is red leather or not 15 I I believe so yeah it's red leather so this is Christ speaking so like I said before people People believe that Christ is God, the most high God for some reason. Then answer me this. Christ said, if ye were of the world. But I thought Christ loved the world. The world would love his own. How does that make sense? God so loved the world, but God is telling you not to be of this world that he that he created. How does that make sense? Right. That don't make no type of sense. But because ye are not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. But I thought God loved the world. I thought he was for the world. I thought he was loving to the world. But this is Christ saying that. He has chosen the people out of the world. Therefore, the world hated you. Therefore, the people in the world hated you because God is a loving God. Because God loves the whole world. And he died for everybody. I don't believe that. I can't believe something. And there's too many contradictions. There's just too many contradictions. 
Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1 and 2. Having these last days uh, spoken unto us by his son, whom he have I, uh, whom he have appointed thereof all things, by whom also he made the worlds plural. There's an S at the end of this worlds. So that means there are many worlds. There's not just one world. There's many worlds. And I'm not talking about planets. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about there's many worlds. Like universe. Um, no, saying that you are of the world. Saying that, you know, uh, like, for instance, like Luke two and one, you ta uh, you taxed or uh, the whole world will be taxed. Or everybody will die. Right. You know, just like stuff like that. It's not talking about the universe. It's basically a phrase. If we want to be honest, it's basically a phrase to use world as a phrase, just like in reality, we do that all the time. Like, for instance. Folks might say, I'm the king of the whole world. Are you the king of the whole world? Hell no. <laughs> I have I have all power. I have all the power to myself. No, you don't. Because in order for you to get that power, you got it from somebody else. These are all phrases that we say just to feel mighty, just to feel like, you know, just to feel mighty, just to elaborate kind of, you know. That's what John 3.16 is. It is not about the whole entire world. But I will tell you who it is about the world, though. Or sorry, I will tell you. What the world is. In John 3.16. And oh boy. And oh boy. How I love this. Isaiah 45. And 17. I mean, it's just the most simplest thing. Isaiah 45 and 17. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Also, this kind of cuts the whole uh the the since the Jews didn't follow Christ, then you know Christ went to everybody and they lost their salvation. When they rejected Christ. This cut this verse cuts it immediately. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. This is basically talking about the Israelites and not because it says world, but because. They will have a everlasting salvation. They will have an everlasting salvation world without end. So they will always have this salvation. Now, everybody's all like, well, John 316 says whosoever. So whosoever can pray to the Lord and be like, I can be saved, whatever the case may be, if I just believe Joel two and thirty two. And it shall come to pass that whosoever. 
Here's that word. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Right now, who will be delivered? It tells you. Let's keep on reading for it. Mount Zion. Right. And let's go to the concordance of Zion and see who it is. Right. Zion. Let's see the biblical usage. And it means Zion, a place, right? An, another name for Jerusalem, especially in the uh, in the prophet books, right? Okay, where is it? Uh, I don't think it shows here. Ah, uh, it's okay. Thought it did. It's okay. Anyway, Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverant, as the Lord has said, and in the and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. So, of course, we all should know. Who is Zion? We should all know that. That's the Israelites. That's the Jews. That's not talking about people in Jerusalem. That's not talking about anything like that. This is talking about Zion. The Israelites, the 12 tribes. That's who it's talking about. Not everybody in the whole world. That, my friends, is the whole uh, is the people that will have everlasting in John 3.16. It's not anything. It does not have anything to do with the world, with the literal uh, world. It doesn't have to do with anything like that. For God so loved the world. What world? That he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son to do what? That whosoever believed it. We already read that in Joel 2 and 32. And in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Who is going to get that everlasting life? Who is going to get that everlasting life? The Israelites. How can we tell that? Isaiah 45 and, and 17. But Israel shall be saved with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. That's basically what John 3, 16 is talking about. Like I said before, the world in here is talking about the Israelites, not talking about humanity, because if it was really talking about humanity, then why is uh, why is Christ going to come back and then he's going to kill people and he's going to grab his saints, which are Israelites and, and those saints are going to help him take these nations down. Actually, let's get that. Let's get that. Isn't that Re Revelation 2? 2 and 29, I believe. Let's get that real quick. Revelation 2. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad I I uh, remember that one. 
Okay, great. So everybody's all like, okay, well, well, God so loved the world, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So like I said before, Christ is God in certain people's ideology. This is what your God said. He said in Revelation 2 and 26, and he that overcome it and keep it my works. This is also a cut on keeping his his commandments. And I'm not talking about the simple 10 unto the end. To him, I will give power over the nations. Huh? Wait a minute. Christians don't want power over the nations. They want everybody to love each other. Right? Christians want everybody to love each other. Christians want the world to be peaceful. Right? Verse 27. And it shall come uh, or and it shall and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and the vessels of potter shall they be broken in. Uh, sorry, they should be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Damn. So are you guys are you believers? Are you, are you ready for this? This is this is the this is the God that you say that loves the whole world. Correct. So when he comes back, this is going to happen. Who whoever keeps his works until the end, Christ will give power over. Uh, Christ will give him power over the nations, and then he is going to give you guys a rod of iron, and then you are going to be uh, basically beating beating the other nations. <laughs> You guys are, are going to be beating the other nations into what? Into potter and broken to shivers. So this is a God that loves every that 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 supposedly loves the whole world. I don't know about that. Like I said before, there's too many contradictions when it comes to God. So love the world. God loves everybody. There's too many contradictions. You know what I mean? So. With that, I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahweh Shah. Till next time, Shalom. Peace.